0: Hey, I'm Zach, and I'm Jesse, and you're watching Tesla Time News, episode 146 on Now You Know. This week, as always, is brought to you by our amazing, wonderful Patreon patrons, um, whom without we could not do this show. And sponsored by our friends at the Solar Powered Hotels in Schaumburg, Illinois, the Fairfield Inn and Suites by Marriott, and their sister hotel, Town Place Suite Hotel, right next door. And they have EV charging. And ecoware.us, sustainable fashion that makes a statement. And you know, we've planted a hundred trees in the Amazon rainforest. That's why I'm wearing this... uh, T-shirt from One Tree Planted, the organization we're working with. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty proud of our uh, shoppers. They've they've accomplished a pretty cool goal. That's great. We plant a tree for every purchase. All right, so it's getting close to the end of quarter. And of course, Tesla is pulling out all the stops. They seem to be doing this more and more every year now that when they get to the end of a quarter, they got to play little games to get the sales numbers up. Uh, what kind of games? Is there like a dunk tank or something? No, that would be fun though. That's a great idea. If you could dunk Elon <laughs> to get a car. No, but what they're doing is... Uh, so, for instance, black is no longer going to be a standard color. Starting July 1st, you'll have to pay an extra $1,000 for black, and white will become the standard. But I don't think they're talking about the uh, multi-coated pearl white that they have now. I think it's probably just going to be a, a, like a, just a regular boring regular, white just or something. Just a white paint. I, I'm actually pretty okay with this, mostly because I, I drive a black Model 3 and... And I'm sick of seeing so many of them. Right. Well, you just got a $1,000 bonus on your car. Anyone who buys a black car after July 1st, the value of your car just went up by $1,000. So, of course, you're okay with it. I wasn't really thinking about I'm never thinking about selling my car. <laughs> That's. I've never sold a car, which is one of the big reasons why I usually just right. like scrap it for parts give it to charity to see what they can make some money out of at least you know like i don't know i don't think about resale value of my car whatsoever good for you but tesla's pulling out more stops one of the things they're doing is uh, they're producing more cars now so over a thousand cars a day according to sources at electric um, which again is like are you doing it because you can are you doing it because you just need to pump out a few more cars and then they're also giving those bonuses to sales employees Oh, so the, the producing a thousand Teslas a day, it's not because they've just like got their line speeds up or anything. They're just like, overtime for everyone. Let's, right. let's make more cars. Right. So, I mean, they're paying a lot of extra money to get these extra cars sold. And I'm getting kind of tired of it. I mean, let's just go back to organically, whatever happens, that quarter happens. Who cares about Wall Street? I mean, mm-hmm. because look, Tesla, I know you're courting Wall Street. But they don't care. You can dress up as nicely as you want. They don't. You've been friend zoned. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen for a while. Like you're going to have to really show that you've changed and you're not the (laughs) the clingy car company that they think that you are. A terrible analogy. But I'm just saying like, yeah, like there's no like changing these Fudsters minds mostly because they're being paid to fud well and also let's just whatever you don't sell this quarter you're probably going to sell next quarter Mm -hmm. so even if you pull out all the stops this quarter and spend a lot of extra money on sales employees bonuses so what next quarter you'll have to go through it all over again well another thing why is it always at the end of the quarter right the rest of the quarter was part of the quarter right you didn't have to is it to surprise someone (laughs) is it to be like well we were going at this rate and then at the end of the quarter we went and you were like, whoa, I was expecting this, but I got that. That's amazing. Right. Like just. Well, and you're training everyone to wait for deals or something to happen right, at the at end, the of, end the of the quarter. quarter. So stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. Hey, Jesse, you check this out. Whoa. What is looks like a Nissan Leaf with the top cut off? Yeah, that's the Volvo Vera. That's an autonomous electric truck. Really? Why is it so short? Because it doesn't have a driver. Oh, right. it's autonomous. Yeah, there's no cab. Wow. Yeah, so much of of what moves a truck around, I didn't realize is just to house the driver. This is like one of the first autonomous, I mean, I guess it's a tractor trailer truck that doesn't have a cab. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some that like have cameras, like, I mean, the Tesla Semi has cameras. It can do autopilot, but it still has a cab. Yeah. And a guy can still sit in there and steer. It's, It's really weird to see something that does not have a cab. And, and this, is, this isn't this is CGI. This is really happening. Yeah. Um, this is at the logistics center uh, port terminal in Gothenburg, Sweden. So this is like really moving things around as we speak. Right. And now you can really get a sense, or at least I feel it, that the future is here and that this is what we're going to see at many ports because these autonomous trucks, they're not going to take a coffee break. Mm-hmm. They're not going to call in sick and they're going to go 24 hours straight. Right. And um, unfortunately for truck drivers around the world this is a a, an electric autonomous harbinger of of death for your job yeah or maybe you always wanted to be a writer true you know okay so yeah i mean it's uh yeah there's this fine balance of like uh, this job question luckily it hasn't started to hit yet This is still in testing but it's Um, happening it should be kind of a wake-up call i would hope for people who might be displaced in this industry. So this is our buddy Dima and he's in Beijing and he's at a company called Quantu. That means future in Chinese. Mm -hmm. Um, And so check this out, Jesse, this is an electric car company. Okay. Uh, They've made about a hundred of these cool hyper looking cars so Mm -hmm. far. Um, and he gave us some of the stats here because he, he visited the showroom and found out all about it. So they began production last year in August uh, in Suzhou City, China. And uh, the battery pack is 78.84 kilowatt hours. Oh, very very precise. Precise, yeah. Yep. Uh, the range is 380 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the charge time, 0 to 80 percent, is about 40 minutes. Accelerates 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in 4.6 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's not hyper car range, but that's like, standard Model S range. Right. And, I mean, in terms of other cars on the road, that is that is pretty good. So, yeah. Um, it's got a dual motor. Uh, no autopilot, but it does have some driving and parking assistance. And it's about $100,000 US. So you put down your money and you get your car in 45 days. So what do you think? You want one? I will be honest. Not terrible stats. No, it's pretty good. I like their logo. I think that dragonflies are really cool. Yeah. And the interior looks a lot like a Model a Tesla. S. Yeah, Yeah. I think... It's kind of up in the air as to whether you'd go for a Model S or you'd go for this. I feel like you'd go for a Model S if you wanted kind of, you know, being able to supercharge stuff like that. But like, if you're just cool and you just want a sports car. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a a good looking sports car. And we've seen like roughly the same sort of looking sports cars, electric sports cars that have like way worse stats, like terrible range or terrible acceleration. and You're just like, that's not a sports car i think this is fine i think this is great i think that this is what the i8 should have been mm. um you need you know you need a parking space on either side of the i8 to open your doors oh yeah so. as we figured out from many uh, a car <laughs> meet up that was yeah. yeah but yeah i think this is this is interesting it's only uh, available in china it's right. unfortunate but uh, although again, according to their salespeople in a year or so it'll be available in other markets I'll, I'll wait to see that but. yeah holding my breath but i like that they're copying the tesla model start with an expensive luxury car to get the money flowing <laughs> they, and then they copied it practically down to the, <laughs> to the I screen mean, to the ui <laughs> yeah um which is not a bad move and i like the exterior i think that if tesla sold a it costs $10,000 more than the top-of-the-line Model S, but it looked like that. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be very popular. I wonder how much of their software code is just lifted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet a lot of it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so this is you. Uh, this is you uh, showing off Enhanced Summon in, in in parking lot with your friend's car because uh, your car doesn't have it yet. It's coming. Um, so what did you learn from this? So, it, w- What's Enhanced Summon all about again? So Enhanced Summon is where you can summon your car from the parking lot and it'll drive up to you and we tested this out like a month or so ago his car is on the beta like the early access beta which you somehow can't get on and last time we were testing it it was moving very slowly now i think it's moved up to what i would consider to be a safe parking lot speed so probably around three to four miles an hour okay um and it was interesting because in the parking lot where i work there's a cone i don't know why the cone is there i think it's on top of like a grate that they put in and then they left the cone or something but anyway it was a good test oh because i thought you guys put the cone there to to fool the car but it did kind of fool the car so the first time we tested it it went it sailed right around it okay um the second time we tested it um it sort of went to the left realized there was not enough room backed up went forward again realized that it couldn't make it and then it went again and went around the cone so wow yeah i mean it took a little while. But of course, I was standing under the cover of the awning, so I wasn't like in the rain waiting for my car. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think it's going to be a great feature. I can't wait because I mean we've been getting thunderstorms because now it's summer, of course, and uh, so you get these thunderstorms which just raining cats and dogs. You know, we were just testing it in light rain. I want to do some more testing in heavier rain to Mm -hmm. see how it handles because that's that's the whole point. That's the use case, right? right? But overall, I was very impressed. Do you think that Tesla is actually getting data from the cars in parking lots so that they can make them smarter? I think that it wouldn't be a bad idea because parking lot driving is some of the most dangerous driving you can do, not from like a death standpoint, but from like a damage to your car standpoint, because there's so many people moving around and shopping carts and wind moving shopping carts Mm -hmm. and, and people opening their doors and backing out without looking. So, yeah, I mean, I think that it's going to, I think that there's always going to be a risk there. I think that a lot of people have this imagination that it's just going to be this magic thing. Elon says magic. I think that he should be like, it's driving in a parking lot and it's still subject to people backing up into your car. Like it can't just, you know, it can't scoot sideways. So anyway, I I was very impressed with it. So music legend and Pink Floyd guitarist and songwriter David Gilmour has auctioned off 126 of his own guitars at a Christie's auction in New York with the proceeds going to client earth. Here's David Gilmour explaining. Hello, I'm David Gilmour. Christa's are holding a sale of my guitars on the 20th of June, that's tomorrow, in New York. All the proceeds from the sale will be donated to the charity Client Earth. The global climate crisis is the greatest challenge that humanity will ever face, and we are within a few years of the effects of global
1: warming becoming irreversible. As Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old Swedish climate activist, said in a speech earlier this year, either we choose to go on
0: as a civilization or we don't. The choice really is that simple, and I hope that the sale of these guitars will help Client Earth in their actions to use the law to bring about real change. We need a civilised world that goes on for all our grandchildren and beyond, in which these guitars can be played and songs can be sung. Yeah, so Client Earth said this gift is a phenomenal boost to our work using the law to tackle climate change and protect nature. It will allow us to play an even greater role in addressing the climate crisis and securing a healthy planet for future generations. And, you know, I want to tie in another story that fits right in with that story. So last year in Wales, they had set up temporary 50 mile an hour speed limits that were put in place on five stretches of A roads. Now, what are A roads? Oh, uh, so A roads would be the equivalent of like highways or freeways. Okay, gotcha. Um, And so that would slow down uh, cars and that was to help reduce nitrogen dioxide emissions. And now these speed limits are going to be made permanent after the environmental campaign group Client Earth. Remember David Gilmour's guitars. uh, They brought a legal case against the Welsh government and have now made them permanently 50 miles an hour. It's good that they're reducing pollution. That is that. I mean, that was the goal and they accomplished it. And that's good. I feel like it's not the right solution. Right. I well, mean it, I mean the right solution would be to get some electric cars on the road. Right. And I mean I think that it's pretty understandable that there weren't too many great options no. um for for Welsh citizens to be purchasing um up until Like a week ago. Oh, yeah. When when the Model 3s actually started arriving in the UK with the right-hand drive. Right. Well, and I wonder how many people are upset by this, you know, because if if normally you're traveling much faster than that, you know, 70 miles an hour Mm -hmm. and now you have to go down to 50. So now your commute's longer every day. um, You're going to be upset about it. But it's like, who do you get upset at? Are you upset at the environmentalists for doing it to try and get your air cleaner and make you live longer and healthier? Are you upset at the oil companies because they sold you cars that are so dirty? Are you upset at yourself because you're driving an ice car? Like, who do you get mad at? I think that some people are, you know, cause it is so easy to wave off pollution. You don't really see it too much. It doesn't affect you that much. Like someone coming up and like stabbing you. <laughs> You know, like that, you're like, oh, crime is bad. I got <laughs> stabbed or right. someone I know got stabbed. But like, if if the air quality is just sort of bad, you're not, it's not that visible. It doesn't seem like it affects you that much. And so anything that's done to reduce pollution and you don't really see the effects of it, you're just like, yeah, whatever, pollution. I want to go fast on the highway. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I don't think that the solution is going to be to reduce the speed limits on all the highways. Like, that isn't going to be the end solution. This is a Band-Aid solution. So you're basically saying most people are comfortably numb. Did you hear about that explosion? Yeah, the, the hydrogen station that blew up. Oh, that, yeah, that one. Yeah. The one in Sandvika, Norway. Right. Yeah, that one. You know, the, the Uno X hydrogen refueling station, it, it's one of only three in Norway. It, it blew up. It sent two people to the hospital with minor injuries. Um, it closed two highways and it caused Toyota and Hyundai to stop selling their fuel cell vehicles in Norway. Uh, that actually wasn't the one I was thinking of. What what explosion were you thinking of? I was thinking of this one. Oh, that's a, that is a, that's a, that's a big explosion. That is a much bigger explosion. Yeah. What, um... That's a oil explosion. Wow. American style, Philadelphia. Yeah. Was yeah, so that was still burning 48 hours after the explosion. Unfortunately, five people were injured. Um, But you know what? Nobody cares. Yeah, I mean, in uh, in all the news, they're just like, and it exploded, and uh, the cause is unknown why, but we're gonna try and figure out what's going on. So what's the weather gonna be, Larry? Right. Well, there's a giant explosion in your city. Let's just go into another dimension for a right. second. Yeah. Shall so we, folks? So okay, now, now we're in another dimension. Yeah. Okay, so in this dimension, uh, we've opened, let's say, a Tesla factory in Philadelphia. And one day, it just explodes like this, right? right. Then everyone would be like, electric cars should be banned from all American cities. And, They're so dangerous. And that's exactly what happened with hydrogen, right? One hydrogen station blows up. And suddenly, Toyota and Hyundai are like, we're not selling cars in this, in this country anymore. You know, they had only sold like 130 cars. I still think that hydrogen cars are stupid. There's so many reasons why they're stupid. One of the biggest things that people always write to us like, hydrogen, it's clean. The reason they're backing it so much, the reason why all these big energy companies are backing hydrogen as a play here is because it's mainly a play off of natural gas. Right. Okay, so that's why they're doing it so strongly. And let's just remember for a second that hydrogen is a very flammable product. It's kind of like... Why did they make blimps out of it? And then, you know what? Then they stopped making blimps out of it. Right. They learned. they blew up, they were like, oh! So I kind of feel (laughs) like, yeah, you know what? Maybe this isn't a great idea. I mean, refueling hydrogen into your car, you have to go through so many safety measures to make sure that your car won't blow up. And on top of that, it's just a less efficient car. Yes. Using the best case scenario. Of course, the best case scenario being renewable energy, electrolysis, and then Put it in your car and then fuel cell. That's right. the best case scenario. And you're looking at about 60% exactly. efficiency. The best I've seen is 60% efficient. Whereas you're going to get 90% efficient with just solar panel directly to your car. Right. And I don't, you know, you can go through a grid, but I'm saying like, there is a big difference there. I know that you might be saying like 60, 90, like, oh, I can see there's a difference, but like. No that's a that's a pretty big difference, right in terms of when we're talking physics and the fact that we already have an electrical infrastructure throughout the world and we don't have a hydrogen infra- infrastructure. So. so here's a story I'm really excited about, probably because it's taking place right here in our backyards mm-hmm. of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. but National Grid, which is a huge uh, utility company, they've just announced that customers in Massachusetts and Rhode Island can now enroll their power wall in Connected solutions and see how they connected the words. Anyway, it's a program that links batteries across the state together to create a large supply of sustainable energy to be used during peak demand. So basically the idea is if you have solar on your house and a power wall in your house, then they are allowed to use your power if you let them Mm -hmm. and they will pay you up to $700 a year in Massachusetts and up to $1,000 a year in Rhode Island to allow them to use the power when they need it, especially during like hot summer months when people are turning on their air conditioning. Wow. So this is like exactly what we want. Yes. That's what I've been talking about. Basically. I mean, we want a little bit smaller. We want microgrids. And this is... National grid, which sure. is a big grid. Yeah. Um, but still, it shows I mean, that it works. It shows that it works, and you can actually sell the power from your battery. Yeah, now you can even do this program, even if you don't have solar, but of course it's worth less to them because you're not generating your own power. But mm-hmm. they'll still pay um, up to $200 a year in Massachusetts and $290 a year in Rhode Island if you have a power wall that they can access. Right. And so, just for those of you who might be confused, connected solutions does not mean that they like walk around with the big extension cord and connect up everybody's power walls to make a big battery. Right, you're already connected to the grid. It's just allowing you through software to, to allow them to use your battery when they want to. Okay. So you kind of lose control of your battery, but you get some money. So Jesse, you might have been wondering uh, why Tesla stock uh, you know, rebounded from lows of like 178, came back up, and then it had another little tumble recently. Yeah, and I... I'm wondering why that happened? I don't really care at this point. I know that it's gonna just do whatever it's gonna do. Um... There doesn't seem to be a much rhyme or reason. Well, you know, when a big analyst from a big firm like Goldman Sachs comes out with a, a recommendation, a lot of people listen, and uh, this is what Goldman Sachs just said. We believe that is the largest question for investors to underwrite at this point. What are sustainable demand levels for the Model S, Model X, and Model 3? And how does that change with the introduction of Model Y production? We believe a downward path for shares will resume as it becomes more clear that sustainable demand for the company's current products are below expectations. Really, they're playing the demand. Yeah, the demand card. Didn't we, someone I just saw on YouTube talk about this a lot? Uh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Us and every other Tesla YouTuber <laughs> has been talking about how basically there is no demand problem. They're about to sell no, in No, 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 just no, no. This uh, David Tamburino is a analyst from Goldman Sachs, and he put a price tag on Tesla, moving it down from two hundred dollars to one hundred and fifty-eight dollars a share. And you should listen; he knows what he's talking about. Should I? Yeah. like okay well let's let's learn a little bit more about David Tamburino right, let's let me, go let me call him up let's go into tip ranks okay this is where he basically is. all the analysts that of stocks are analyzed so It's kind of like when you go into Yelp and you're like oh is this a good restaurant to go to and you look at the number of stars yep, right so right. how many stars is uh, David Tambrino have he has less than two stars out of what out of five. Ooh, i'm not going to that restaurant right. i mean analyst um and his average return yeah wait, is wait how much do you make Uh point 0.1 percent annual average return so you can make two percent putting it in the bank you can make two percent putting it in the bank or you just put it in the s&p 500 and just leave it alone and you'd get better you get better returns than that oh so why is everyone listening to him well, let's see. He Maybe he's recommending some other good stocks. Let's see okay. what he's got here. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, recommending GM, hold, hold GM, buy Ford. Oh, and buy Delphi. They supply parts for regular car companies. What? what? That's interesting. And yeah, I mean, he does not have a good rating. He is number 7,615 out of 12,008 overall experts and he has a success rate of 64 percent so overall this uh this david tamburino guy kind of a bad analyst he's good at moving the stock he is yeah this is where i'm a little confused he's a bad analyst he has low he has a low rating Mm -hmm. and yet goldman sachs oh you're catching on is like david what do you think about tesla i imagine goldman sachs is like a gold man (laughs) with sacks no 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 he's, he's got he's got burlap sacks oh I see. he's like well, <laughs> full of gold <laughs> david Tamburino, what do you think about tesla and david is like
1: well i think that we should sell it
0: but why 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 what would make him want to sell it now either he is an idiot or he's a corporate shell or both and you might be saying jesse what kind of corporate shell And I would to that. I would say he is a big auto and big oil corporate shill. There's, if you're not a good analyst and you know, you know, I'm not a smart man, Jenna, Like you know that you're not, you know, you're not up there with the big boys. How are you going to make a living? Because no one's really going to listen to you. Mm, Good point. So you go, hey, I don't have much of a reputation. (laughs) Gee, (laughs) Mister Mister Big Oil. I will say whatever you want. You just buy me a house and send me some money and give me some cars and whatever you want to do. And, and I'm w- being hypothetical here. This could be true. This is this is a we possibility. don't know that it's true. I don't know. I don't. We don't know, know anything. This. No, it's a good right. point. But what I'm saying is like that would be one strategy if you know that you're a bad analyst to make some decent money. And Goldman Sachs can accomplish whatever they would want to accomplish or any having, or any investment firm any investment firm would be like oh well you know big oil certainly has a lot of money um, hypothetically hypothetically it'd be good if we made them happy so we're just gonna pop up this this known you know this bad analyst um who has talked about tesla before this is a great screenplay idea you have. yeah this is awesome <laughs> and and if if um, people were like, what the heck is this guy talking about? He was wrong so many times, and he was wrong about this, and he's wrong about that, and he's not a very good analyst. And gee, doesn't this seem a little fishy? They can probably be like, oh my goodness, we didn't realize. He will be our scapegoat, potentially, <laughs> hypothetically, right? And they would say, oh, David Tamborino was corrupted. Gee whiz, we had no idea. Again, I'm imagining this gold man with the sacks. <laughs> Maybe he does have a saxophone. I don't know. That It's just so easy to write a FUD story and to be a fud analyst. And for those of you who don't know, FUD means fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And Tesla is plagued with it, right? Every little thing like, oh, can Tesla do this? Are the batteries, can they actually recycle batteries? Oh, is this, that, and the other thing. Every little teeny tiny detail is just analyzed to death with no like... Big picture like, oh, this would mean this, which would mean that it's a better world. Right. We don't get that. And people listen because it's Goldman Sachs. So this is kind of fun. Mm, it's very fun. This is your you in your car mm-hmm. playing a uh, game on my car. So this is Beach Buggy Racing. Yep. It just came out for my car and I got it for free. Mm-hmm. I just had a software update, went into my car, and suddenly I had this game that I could play. Now, playing games in my car is not new. Right, we've had Atari Atari games. games. Um, So you could play like Lunar Lander and Centipede, which I still don't quite grasp the concept. And there's a couple others. Uh, They recently added 2048, Mm -hmm. which is a great phone app. But now they've actually added like a game game with like 3D graphics. Yeah, and you drive with your steering wheel and your brake pedal. Yeah, and um, it's, for those of you who've never heard of beach buggy racing, I don't blame you, I've never heard of it either. It's basically like a Mario Kart, kind of Mario Kart kind of clone. And look, I normally would not buy this game. Like if this game was on Steam and it was on sale for like a cent, I still wouldn't buy it. Right? Because I don't, this isn't my kind of game. But because it's in my car and I can play this game anywhere that my car is and oftentimes i'm waiting in my car for people or for things or for charging this game is awesome yeah it's super awesome it's super fun it's super fun and it's got me thinking about so many possibilities yeah like we were just talking about um why doesn't tesla allow game companies like playstation xbox to make a a box that would fit into the console Um, maybe have some kind of prongs there that would take hdmi and power Mm -hmm. and a few other things and just like be the game console for your car right all all i want (laughs) this is all you want it's a little hdmi cable right that just comes out of like your glove compartment Mm -hmm. and you could just like plug in a playstation and then they would also need a 110 outlet i suppose to plug in your your gaming console that you could take care of with the uh with the 12 volt you could inverter, do a 12 but, volt and an inverter but yeah let's do it right yep let's do you. it right right you get the oh so you're saying like just bring off the shelf playstation like yeah plonk it down in the seat next to you or in the console in the console okay but your car is a computer i just think like oh you think it should be its own thing because well people, i mean i'd love it if it was built in but you know because here's what i'm thinking like just have it be that there's like this um standard size that's going to now be for like all cars. And Tesla's like, hey, other car companies, there's this thing you can incorporate into your cars if you had a big enough screen. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would be able to just basically slide in this like PlayStation to go. Um, what about this? Core. What What about if Tesla becomes a gaming company and when you get your car, you can upgrade and for an extra whatever, uh, they can add in the gaming console built in. It's just in there somewhere. It could. Come on. But, I mean, now what, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if all you need is a power and an HDMI port, then yeah, you could yeah, make your own PC and you could run PC games. That would be cool. That would be, cool. be super cool because then there would be okay, this new why can't Tesla? shape of, okay. of box. Yeah, but why can't Tesla just... They could. They could. I mean, and then... Again, if they made us VP of Special Operations... Oh, oh yes. We would bring so all this many to many you. ideas. All you have to do, make a new PlayStation that just fits in the car. It's the same stuff. You just fold it up. Put it into a little box. If PlayStation it right T. Anything. Yeah. It, and, and if it was like, fits all new cars, like with real big screens. Because <laughs> um, I would hate to play it on any of the, like, the little, like, infotainment. Anyway, system. I'm just going to say, this was a game changer, seeing that game there today. I mean, because Atari and stuff, those are fun, but this was bringing it to a new level. And I was world. not expecting it. No. I saw the advertisements for it, and I was like, oh, great, a crappy game that I would never buy. I want to play right. Arma 3. Like, <laughs> you know. I don't care. Now that I have it, I'm like dying to play it. I feel like I'm 10 years old again and mm-hmm. I'm just dying. Like, can I please go play <laughs> on the computer? You can't play in your car yet. <laughs> I Get can, your homework right. done. I can now play in my car. It just, it feels so cool. Dude, it's, that's awesome. Hey, Jesse, check these out. These are now, you know, limited edition car coasters. These are made of cork. And I was just playing around the other day with the Glowforge, you know, our laser cutter. Mm-hmm. And I came up with these and I'm like, you know what? We should sell these to people. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I, I love our logo. Yeah. We designed our logo way back, like right when we started the YouTube channel. Go to the Amazon link down below if you're interested. The first 100 we're going to sign the back of because that's how cool you're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's going to be limited edition after we're done selling them. We're not going to sell them anymore. And so this just fits right in the bottom of your cup holder. Yeah. So this is for the Model 3 right now. But if you've got a you know, Model X or S, let us just know. I've got the sizes on most of the cars. Go check them out. All right, it's time for the lightning round. There have been four people killed in the US so far this year. Guess how they were killed? Lightning bolts. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. These four people were specifically killed from parking their cars in their garages and then going to sleep. That's what most people do. Yeah, but uh, get this. Mr. Russell Fish, he was killed by his car when he went home with his dog on February 15th and he went to bed and he never woke up. Why? Because his Toyota 4Runner SUV in his attached garage was left running and the carbon monoxide killed him. Wow. Yeah, so there is now a proposed bill in Congress called the Protecting Americans from the Risk of Keyless Technology, or PARK IT. Yeah, all those, all those keyless technologies, always killing people. And we're only protecting Americans. <laughs> and it, you know, it should be called something like Protecting People from the Risk of Internal Combustion Engines, but that doesn't have a nice acronym there, so. Get this, since 2005, 37 Americans have died by unknowingly leaving their vehicles running in their attached garages. So these are accidental deaths. Right. And it's because nowadays ICE cars are so quiet that it's easy to leave them running without kind of knowing it. I mean, back in the day, if you had your, you know, Ford Mustang running in the garage, you would know you left it running. Well, and the other point, I think the the park it, the the keyless technology um, part is that you can walk away with your key still in your pocket. Normally, you'd have to pull it out of the car. Now with the push buttons. You know a car you can walk away with the key in your pocket? and it won't kill you which a tesla actually any electric car right there's just no way that it can do that i'm so mad about the naming of these laws that you named it the risk of keyless technology it's not that's not what we're afraid of keyless is fine it's ice technology that we're not in favor of right i don't know what this law is going to try to accomplish no more you have to put keys back in them (laughs) I don't know. Is that what they're going to do? <laughs> I, I hope that it's like, oh, I sense that there's no key, therefore I will shut off the car. That would be nice. And you know, cars companies can do that. They just don't want to. Over 600 scuba divers have set a world record for the largest mass subaquatic cleanup of a section of seabed. I didn't know that that was a world record. Well, now it is. 633 okay. divers simultaneously picked up litter from the seafloor near Deerfield Beach International Fishing Pier in Florida. Guess what is the most amazing part of this story to me? What? what they took out of the water they put, took 1600 pounds of lead fishing weights you know what those are you go fishing yeah the i mean you you put them on your line helps them sink because it's lead and lead sink good yeah eat heavy <laughs> so it goes to the bottom a lot of times you lose that for whatever reason right oh, and, and it gets left at the bottom and of the no ocean one seems to think about that when they're throwing it into the water this right poisonous metal so if we could just make a psa here hey fisherman yeah i was guilty of it too but now let's not use lead fishing weights. Let's right. use something that's not so bad if it gets left in the bottom. And of the there's ocean. plenty of alternatives now. Yeah, I think just when I was steel, right? younger, there were ju- it was just lead. Everyone was like, "Hey, just use lead. That's fine." <laughs> um, but now people have wisened up and are like, oh, well, stainless steel at the bottom of the, of the lake or ocean is not going to be such a big deal. Oh, I like that stainless steel. So on the upcoming SpaceX Falcon Heavy rocket launch scheduled for June 24th, NASA will be testing an alternative to hydrazine, which is a highly toxic compound used in rocket fuel for decades. The new fuel alternative is a new low toxic propellant, which is a hydroxyl ammonium nitrate fuel oxidizer mix called AFM315E. That's, wow, that is that's a, catchy. That is a cool name. though. <laughs> um, it will get tested in space for the first time as part of NASA's Green Propellant Infusion Mission, GPIM, aboard a small box-shaped spacecraft seen here. The new fuel has a higher density and is almost 50% more efficient and has a lower freezing point. NASA says it's pretty benign and we think that it can be loaded at universities and other environments where you're not typically doing propellant loading operations. Oh, and you can send it through FedEx. So it's safe enough to be FedExed around the country. So this is awesome because now universities can like build their satellite, fuel it up, pop it in a box, send it to NASA, and then NASA can put it on a rocket and send it to space. Yeah. Just put SpaceX on there, put it in the mail. And pretty soon, I think SpaceX and FedEx Ooh, should merge? merge. And then you just put it in the FedEx box and it would just arrive. Wow. On Mars. Since President Bolsonaro came to power in Brazil in January, according to The Guardian, quote, he has weakened the environment ministry, loosened controls on economic exploitation of the Amazon, halted demarcation of indigenous land, and encouraged mining and farming interests to expand in the region. His environment minister, Ricardo Sales, who was convicted of environmental fraud and who had never visited the Amazon region before this year, is in charge of protecting the Amazon. So let's see how he did. Let's pull up the chart. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that environmental fraud, Mm -hmm. someone who committed environmental fraud, which I didn't even know was a kind of fraud you can do, is the environment minister. Sounds like a pretty good match. He's got that on his resume. That's like having someone who committed tax fraud be your tax guy. It seems like during the interview, they were like, so tell me about this environmental <laughs> fraud that you've done. I like, "Well, <laughs> I did some pretty good environmental <laughs> fraud. You're going to like the stuff I did. Years of it. I have plenty of experience yeah. <laughs> in it. Yeah. So let's take a look at this chart here. This shows us every May since 2016, how many square kilometers of rainforest have been destroyed. Oh, and it's going up. Great. And just for those of you who are like, well, but I don't live in the Amazon rainforest. It's like pretty important that we keep that. Like, you might be like, oh, but I don't even care about the oxygen. I don't know why you're a 1950s, uh, like, actress, (laughs) but in this case, you are. Even if you don't care that, like, it's the lungs of the world and, like, this is, like, how the earth breathes and stuff, um, and that we're, like, releasing tons of CO2 from just cutting it down, just by cutting it down, you're releasing CO2. Um, That is when they're not even burning it. Like, that's even worse when they burn it. Great. There's, like, a lot of life in the Amazon rainforest. And there's a lot of um, potential cures for diseases built into that life. How about if you just talk about cute animals? I think most people don't care about any of the things you just said, if, if that's the type of person they are, but I right. think if you showed them like a real, Brent Bobby, find the cutest animal you can find that lives in the Amazon rainforest and put a little baby one up there, a little baby one you just wanna squeeze. Right. That's sure. what you're killing. Okay, okay, that's a bad <laughs> example. That's a bad example. Uh, I how about how about how about this one? Aww. See? There. There you go. If see, but like if penguins lived in the Amazon rainforest, we might have a chance. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Maybe that's what People we need. People still do not care about the uh, penguins, they don't care about the polar bears. They don't care about any no, I don't think true. cute animals really cut it. All right, I was trying. I don't I was trying you to help need, you. You need you you need is a is a white guy dressed up like a Native American and he and he cries a, a fake tear. That they, That'll do it. That they add extra <laughs> glint on. So Jesse, we all know about the largest battery, uh, which is the Hornsdale Wind and Tesla Battery Project mm-hmm. in South Australia. Yes. Well, this is another Tesla battery project. This is Australia's largest integrated battery and solar farm. It was officially opened in Victoria last week. This is a fifty megawatt battery system that can power sixteen thousand homes. This is fantastic. And Australia should just be covered in solar panels. Yeah. It's like perfect. For solar panels. They could just export power to the rest of the world. They could. Brilliant idea brought to you by Zach and Jesse. (laughs) So Jesse, guess what Pope Francis did last week? Uh, you in the woods? (laughs) No. I thought that's what Popes did. Uh, no, no. He, he said last week that carbon pricing is essential to stem global warming. In an address to energy executives at the end of a two-day meeting, he also called for open, transparent, science-based, and standardized reporting of climate risk and a radical energy transition away from carbon to save the planet. Now, at that meeting were the CEOs of Royal Dutch Shell, Eni, BP, Repsol, Conoco Phillips, Chevron, ExxonMobil, and executives of investment funds from around the world. I was not really expecting that. Yeah, he just kind of schooled them. It's like, come here. <laughs> come sit here. down. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. Be quiet. You're in trouble. <laughs> Listen. Listen. <laughs> Father John Jenkins, the president of the US University of Notre Dame, who organized this meeting, said collectively, these leaders will influence the planet's future perhaps more than any in the world. Because basically he just got big oil in a room. And he said, carbon pricing. Are we cool? I mean, I've got to say, I'm a pretty good pope. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, as far as popes go, other popes call for crusades. Right. Not this guy. Not this guy. And you know, the reason why we need popes like this, check this out, Jesse. Mm-hmm. This picture you're looking at here, where do, you, where do you think this is? It's like a beach somewhere. Yeah, no, Some but, look carefully. Weird... no but look carefully there. What, what's running there along the water? Is this like a photoshopped? No, this is a real picture. So this, those are sled dogs. It's like some sandbar somewhere. Someone no, this, having some fun. This is a picture in... Oh, Gre- oh, it's a jet ski. It's like an old-fashioned, old-timey jet ski. That's what they used to ride around in, huh? No, this is... You'd a, have it be pulled by dogs. Is that how they used to do it? I'm fairly certain they did. Uh, so this is a picture taken in Greenland. Mm-hmm. And normally that would be a frozen tundra. And your dogs would be running over the snow. But that is a picture taken just last week. It's very unusual to have this much melt so early in the season, said William Colgan, who is the senior researcher at the Geological Survey of Denmark and Greenland. He said it takes very rare conditions, but they're becoming increasingly common. So this is a picture of Stefan Olsen, who is using his dog sled team to get him to an outpost to collect some data Mm. uh, from one of his uh, thermometers. Greenland lost 4 trillion pounds of ice in one day on June 13th. So the Telegraph reports that new data from Bodie McBoatface. (laughs) Slow down. We're doing the news. You have to tell real things that happened. Yes. Uh, Bodie McBoatface was originally going to be the name of an entire research vessel uh, of the UK. It was part of an online poll. Basically, everyone in England got to choose the name of the boat and everyone chose Bodie McBoatface. And then the English were like, that's not very funny at all. We're not going to name that whole boat, boat face. So then they named it after an autonomous long-range sub, um, which is part of the UK's Natural Environment Research Council. I see. So yeah, so they've just revealed that increasing winds are cooling water on the bottom of the ocean, forcing it to travel faster, creating turbulence as it mixes with warmer waters above. Now, experts said the mechanism has not been factored into current models for predicting the impact of increasing global temperatures on our oceans, Meaning, forecasts should be altered. So, Bodie McBoatface went on a three-day mission four kilometers deep. Wow. Four kilometers. I just want you to picture that for a minute. Deep, under the ocean. Like, no one has gone that far below the ocean. Wow. As far as I know. Yeah, Dr. Eleanor Fraschka Williams of the National Oceanography Center said the data from Bodie McBobeface gave us a completely new way of looking at the deep ocean. The path taken by Bodie created a spatial view of the turbulence near the seafloor. So, okay, I'm not exactly too sure what this means because okay. there's like a there's a funnily named submarine. It's yellow. It's English. It's I'm, the yellow submarine. I'm, right. There's so many things to distract me from what's actually going on. Okay, let me story. tell you what happened. So there's a hole in the ozone layer above Antarctica, Mm -hmm. and there's increasing greenhouse gases in recent decades, right? Because we've been pumping them into the atmosphere. They've created stronger winds blowing over the Southern Ocean. So this new research reveals a mechanism that enables these winds to increase turbulence deep in the ocean, causing warm water at the mid depths to mix with cold, dense water in the abyss. And the resulting warming of the water on the seabed is a significant contributor to rising sea levels. Now, We never knew this before because we didn't have the technology to go four kilometers deep and to look at how things work down there. But now we're learning that all these things are interconnected and that when you heat up this, you also heat up this and this causes this to speed up and that to that's why we're heating up so fast. So it's like more complicated than we thought it was. It's like, oh, (laughs) looks like this entire planet is a little (laughs) bit more complicated than we thought. Like it's simple yet it's super complicated and that's the problem. And we have all these distractions. We have a yellow submarine named Bodie McBoatface. And when we're telling the whole story, it, there's we're saying Bodie McBoatface. Let's go to some Model Three news. Yes. All right. So some Model Three owners, like Wugs on Reddit, are now reporting faster supercharging times since the 2019.20.2 over-the-air update with the new battery warming feature. A Model 3 long range starts charging at 125 kilowatts at 5% and goes up to 143 kilowatts by 9% and maintain that until 45%. That is overall 20% faster from 5 to 80%. That percent, percent, percent. I feel like there's some battery geeks out there who are just like, oh my God, that was great. That's super (laughs) cool. But for what that means for the rest of us is that It charges 20% faster. It charges pretty darn quick. Also, the Model 3 charges faster than the e-tron. That is not what I heard. I heard that the e-tron was the fastest charging electric car in the world. No, the e-tron is not the fastest charging car. They are very good at uh, making advertisements and claims that like, we're going to be the best at everything and the fastest and we're Mm -hmm. gonna compete with you Tesla and "Eh, watch out. All right, so this is a really tricky chart to understand. The blue is how many miles the car can drive um, down to 10% battery. So you can see the Audi e-tron goes 183 miles before it gets down to 10% battery. The Model 3 goes down to 264 miles. in the green, charge for 20 minutes at CCS speeds, and you add in the green, so the Audi e-tron gets 111 miles back, the Model 3 gets 179 miles back. So you do the totals, the Audi e-tron. So this is like, you know, a day of... Like this real like, world. Yeah, this is like some driving that you're going to go do. Right. With a 90% battery or and 100% it. battery down to 10% and charging, um, you end up with 294 miles in the e-tron and 443 miles in the Model 3 long range. All right, Jesse, it's time for Throwback Thursdays. It's... Monday. All right, so this picture you're seeing here is uh, Peugeot's 2008 contribution to the electric market. This is the E2008 SUV GT from Peugeot. Wow. Check this car out. I wanna tell you what it did. It looks really good for 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 2008. I know, it's over 10 years old. This car had an electric motor that was 100 kilowatts, so that's 136 horsepower. Mm -hmm. It had a 50 kilowatt hour battery pack. It had a range of 193 miles. Well, i mean that's pretty good for 2008 i mean that that was before the leaf i mean i'm just super surprised you know, why don't that i remember this car right like that would be a pretty amazing contender against the like the 2011 nissan leaf yeah. and it would have come out three years before it, i'm just super weird that we haven't heard about it well now, it's it's launched uh, in early 2020 and wait a minute no no it's 2019 now so how could it launch in early 2020 i don't i don't think it could so wait it hasn't come out yet well, it's the E2008. Why would you name anything the E2008 unless it came out in 2008? Uh Oh, I know why. Why? Because they have the E208, which is their sedan model. So they have an E208. So, so they added a zero for their SUV model. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So this car is coming out in 2020. This hasn't come out yet. And so that range you were talking about yeah, that yeah. sounded so good back in... I mean, 193 is... Yeah, but you know what? Pretty they, much accepted. They came up with a new driving cycle since then. So, uh, WLTP driving cycle is what this is based off of, which is that really crappy driving cycle. Oh, so we're not even talking 193 miles. miles. It's That's probably like, going to be more like 150. Right. So, 150 miles, 2020. I mean, it looks. Maybe we should it throw looks it back. like that. He's <laughs> <laughs> not big enough. <laughs> throw him back. It's time for a video contributor story. And uh, if you guys have a story that you're interested in telling, it doesn't have to be high tech be. Uh, right? You don't to be... have to have a production company. No. You can use your cell phone. That's just right. make sure that you hold your cell phone. How do you hold it? Landscape. Ah. When you're shooting it. the video, make sure it looks like a video. It looks like this video, right? So it's, yeah. it's a keep it under keep it under two minutes. Good audio. Uh, no wind blowing in it. Um, and if you can put some B roll shots in there and do a little editing, that'd be great. But you don't have to yeah. anyway. Take it away, Herman. He's got a little update for us.
1: Hey Zach and Jesse just wanted to report there's a lot of severe weather out here in Colorado and you know I pulled up on the browser one of the local stations and pulled up their radar I thought it was really neat that you know it works and that you can actually see some of the severe weather going on you know I want to protect protect my car make sure I avoid any of the hail and you know I'm just prepared and aware um, you can see it, it works pretty good. You can see in the sky, we got some some clouds and, you know, might get some severe weather around here again. We've had hail the past few days and just want to make sure we protect our cars, right? Reporting for Denver, Colorado. Thanks, guys. Keep up what you're doing.
0: I forgot cool. that you can right. be playing like a webcast like of the weather mm-hmm. while you're driving. Pretty valuable information to have super yeah. super valuable information all right it's time for our patreon bonus stories so head on over to patreon.com now you know channel and you can check out all of those there if you are a member of patreon if you're not yet head over there and sign up for as little as a buck a month and you'll help the show and get to watch all these cool bonus stories yeah for one dollar this month you can watch all of our old patreon bonus stories yeah so hundreds of hours of hundreds of hours like if you're like oh but I I would just be starting now. No, like you, it's like a whole library. That's right. You'll know more than anyone. It's a Patreon bonus hey, everybody, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories, and it's time for our Patreon shout outs. These are people who give us $5 or more a month. Who do we got, Jesse? We have Barbara Potts, Paul Head, Isaac Park, Kevin Wong, Francis A. Rondeau, Stephen Loud, Roy Varley, Jeffrey Songster. John Huber. Grant McCreeth. Joshua Levitsky. And Peter Ricker. Thank you so much for supporting and this And you channel. know what? We have a new world's record. We have never gotten through the Patreon shout-out names without stopping. That was the first time we've ever done it in 146 Woo! episodes. Thank you for having Woo! such easy-to-read names, people. <laughs> We're getting better. Woo! All right, it's time for Elon's Tweets of the Week. And uh, did you know, Jesse, that Elon's thinking about making a candy musket? A person on Twitter called It Wiggled said elon so the flamethrower was uh you know for shits and giggles was a massive success but when are we going to see the elon musket and elon said maybe a musket with candy ammo i'm all for that yeah by the way yeah. did you know that in the united states it is completely legal to own a cannon you don't need wait, wait, slow, slow you down. don't need any permits slow down you don't need to talk to did anybody. you just say it's legal to own a cannon according to my google research oh okay it's completely legal to own a cannon okay so nobody uh, legal disclaimer here nobody go out there and buy a cannon based on what this meathead just said yeah you mean you should probably look it up yourself and your state regulations yeah as far as i and know you probably still shouldn't own it even if it's legal don't shoot it that's for sure no that's probably really bad yeah. all right let's go on to elon's second tweet this yes. week i mean he did many other tweets but let's let's talk about the yeah. other so one. this is stonks um, and let's let's first get through this. Uh, here this, is a, this is a stonk tip. Yeah, this is stonk tip of the day. And, and before we proceed, let's just define our terms. So stonks is the act of pretending you made some sort of profit out of a useless trade. So uh, Elon said, a stonks tip of the day. Step one, buy a 3D printer. Step two, print a 3D printer. Step three, return the 3D printer. And now you have a 3D <laughs> printer. That's brilliant, right there. Absolutely. That's why he is the billionaire that he is. But now, explain the rest of this to me, Jesse. He said, uh, "Satan said, <laughs> Satan said." Are you okay? And then uh, Elon responded with "F." So let me just give you a little bit of—is he swearing the, back? No, maybe? no. Let's give a little bit of context of of what the kids are are saying these days. Oh yeah, what are the kids saying? Um, so in one of the recent Call of Duty games, your character's friend like dies. Oh no! Um, and then you are at his funeral. And uh, there's a prompt for you to press F to pay respects. Because like on a computer, F is like they use key gotcha. like to open doors and mm-hmm. stuff. And so they were like, I guess the game developers were like, you'll pay respects by hitting the F button. Okay. So now it's like a meme because that's hilarious that like you'd have to press a button to pay respects in a video game. So now anytime you want to pay respects, you just type F. Gotcha. That's, and so he did F as like a, like a respect, like a tombstone to show respect like like idea. like it was like 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 it's just me that's not okay? his like like elon is just like a funny guy just, he, he is... who likes memes and anime and like there should be nothing too wrong Imagine, with that i wonder if he didn't start all the companies he started if he'd still be as popular on on uh, twitter i wonder he would not no no okay he would just be another <laughs> one of those twitter people all right it's time for community mail time Mm-hmm. Um, This is our buddy Kevin Well something bad happened to Kevin Check it out
1: Hey Zach and Jesse This is Kevin from Wisconsin Reporting on the supercharger In Bethany, Missouri This supercharger is completely iced By four vehicles And a pile of dirt
0: Now you know yeah, he got iced at a supercharger by a pile of dirt. Oh, and a cop. <laughs> and a cop. That's like that's like the beginning of a joke. Yeah. What a pile of dirt <laughs> and a cop walk Walking into a bar. S- walk, into a walk, walk into a supercharger <laughs> and they ice the place. Um, And our buddy Joshua reminds us that um, National Drive Week is happening from September 14th through the 22nd. You're seeing some footage here from some past National Drive Weeks that Joshua has been a part of. Um, And yeah, if you are, you know, if you've got an electric car, go join your local one. If you're thinking of an electric car, like go to a National Drive Week and like you can probably test drive a car there and talk to people who know everything about Mm -hmm. them. Um, Yeah. Or go help out or it's just they're really wonderful events. Always the best people there. So Go Go be a part of National Drive Week. Can you talk about us? Because they probably watch us. Really? I don't know. They know who we are. Do a poll. Do a poll. Come on. Yeah, let us know. Get some science. Um, and then our buddy Jeff, you remember Jeff? uh, he's come out to a bunch of our events and Mm -hmm. we've met him before, and he said that he was gonna get a Model 3. He said this from the day one. He was right. Here it is. His new long range model three. Congratulations, Jeff. Nice. All right. It's so time for our on air question of the week. And we're changing this up a bit. Um, starting next week, we're going to go back to Patreon. So if you're a $4 or more a month Patreon um, patron, then we are going to take your questions on Patreon and pick the best one that we want to mm-hmm. answer that week. May not even be the best one, just the one we want to answer. We're going to answer it. So Steve K says, will traffic lights or their equivalent disappear once all driving is autonomous? Pedestrians will still have to cross the streets. And we get questions like this a lot. Jesse and I don't know everything, especially when it comes to the future. Right? Because unfortunately, I I've lost the ability to see into the future. Um, he used to have it. We used to we used <laughs> to play the stock market all day, and it was great. But when then I'm, one day he stops. Don't tell them, man. That. That's illegal. No. But so. If I were, you know, king of the world and I was uh, designing what would be, yes, I would probably do away with all traffic lights because they are pretty stupid. They've been around for about 100 years mm-hmm. and uh, they were great for time, but they don't tell everyone what's going on with the traffic. I mean, if you can't see them, they don't tell you. Right. Um, and. They're often uh, the cause of accidents, right? Because you can misread them, or not understand them, or run them. So, what's cool about autonomous cars is that they are all going to talk to not only themselves; they're going to be talking to lampposts and buildings and so forth. So, it is in theory possible that you could walk out in the middle of a street that was had cars zipping by, and they would all know that you're coming and would either and slow just down, swerve around, and swerve around you, whatever. Which would be cool. That would be cool. Could you just just picture for a second? You're like walking and you like see all these cars, and they're going probably like 100 and something miles right. an hour, like <laughs> You know, and you just like walk through them,
1: and you're just
0: It's possible He's that crazy. that would happen. It's also possible that we'll have most of our traffic not taking up valuable surface streets, because if you think about it, why is most of the world covered with asphalt? <laughs> well, it's because the oil companies are like, Let's make automobiles and cover the world with asphalt. Right. It doesn't mean we have to have it that way forever. Right. Let's try and like reevaluate once we have a technology that allows us to do different things. Right. Like right now, it would be pretty hard, I guess. Well, I mean, we don't really have the, the, the tunnel boring technology that Elon is proposing. Um, so tunnels are just too expensive. But there are places in the world where we have tons of tunnels. Right. And it wouldn't be too far-fetched. I mean, we have places in the world where we do have Somewhat autonomous uh, people movers, right? Subway systems, the tube, and it moves millions and millions of people a day, right? Right, from place to place. It's not too far fetched to imagine you do the same thing, except with either personalized transport, your own vehicle, or you know, a, a network of smaller vehicles that are all traveling in right. different directions. Because it is pretty stupid to have a system where something has to stop to let something else go. Like, we don't need to do that anymore. Technology could allow both those to happen at the same time, even with this existing technology, go up and over or right. go down below. So I'm just saying, I don't think street lights are going to be a big thing in the future. All right, this is important. Yes. Focus, people. Yes. This is the results of our last Patreon poll. Yep. The question was, what do you think the tesla pickup truck is going to look the most like we know that elon said that it's going to come out of some kind of science fiction movie so we culled through a bunch of science fiction movies and and tv shows and tv shows and video games Mm -hmm. um, to pull out some potential uh you know some yeah, potential things. So let's look and see what the Patreon said. So yes. uh, 86 people said that the Halo Warthog M12 Force Application Vehicle, which is pretty cool looking, would be what it looks like. Uh, 56 said the Blade Runner Spinner Vehicle would be what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Only 12 people said the Arc 2. Now, we put down that it was from Battlestar Galactica. That's because my memory was foggy. When I was six, I thought that was part of Battlestar Galactica. I've since learned that it was its own TV show, Arc 2. That's my gift to you. That is. Uh, Arc 2 from 1976 What a brilliant idea Can you imagine The producer was like Okay I got an idea We get this uh, truck We put it in the desert And then every show Is just We just drive around in a circle It's like Star Trek But cheaper <laughs> Way it's cheaper Star Trek But in an RV <laughs> And we'll have A talking chimp It'll be great They'll well, play 3D chess I so many memories flooded back when I saw that episode. Yeah, amazing. All right, so we got. But only twelve people said that. Um, Only twelve people wanted the arc two, which I would argue is the best looking vehicle. Elon. I mean, you could even imagine the front of the arc two being the front of the Tesla pickup truck as well. Oh my god, how crazy would that be? Um, Then we have the 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 vehicle from Prometheus, which I didn't quite remember because that movie was so bad. But look at it was a very cool vehicle. vehicle. And then the best one, Star Wars. Jawa Sandcrawler. It's not the best one. Honestly, the the arc, the ARC 2 is the best. Um, it looks the most like the picture he, he leaked. True. Doesn't he it? He didn't say if it was upside down. There you go. That's a very good point. Yep. All right. time for good news, bad news. You ready? I think you want the good news first. Okay. All right. Give me the good There's news. There's a bill in Oregon that aims to limit in-state greenhouse gas emissions to 80% below 1990 emission levels. So the goal is to hit that by 2050. And the House version of the bill, Bill 2020, already passed the House. It was sent to the Senate for their vote. Why do I feel like I'm not gonna like the bad news? The bad news is that the Oregon Republicans left. What do you mean they left? Like they left the Capitol building? No, no, not just the Capitol, but the state. Yeah, Governor Kate Brown announced that she'd be sending the Oregon State Police to go fetch the stray lawmakers. She said, after many hours of well-intentioned, respectful negotiations on Wednesday, the Senate has come to an impasse. The Senate Republicans have decided to abandon their duty to serve their constituents and walk out. The state Democrats have requested the assistance of the Oregon State Police to bring back their colleagues to finish the work they committed to push forward for Oregonians. As the executive of the agency, I am authorizing the state police to fulfill the Senate Democrats' request. It is absolutely unacceptable that the Senate Republicans would turn their back on their constituents who they are honor bound to represent here in this building. They need to return and do the jobs they were elected to do. What? <laughs> what? That's how uh, politics works nowadays. Oh, I don't like this. I'm leaving. We had a country like we had a country where we like committed treason mm-hmm. to make our new government, mm-hmm. and this is what they do to it. Here's my question: If they left the state, how are the Oregon State Police going to get them back? Don't you need the feds? I think there's a federal case. We need the FBI. Um, what? Yep, they so, left the state. Like what to for vacation? I guess I don't know. <laughs> is it like senior skip day at at Oregon? What the hell? Senate skip day, yeah. This is like you'd hear this from like the Romans. Like this is like some like end of the Roman Empire era things. Like oh, Hello. do you think? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and all and then all, Marcus Alicius was like, "Where are <laughs> all of the senators?" And they were like, "Oh, they went to Gaul." And it was like, "Why did they go to Gaul?" And they're like, "Well, they didn't want to vote on some particular stupid thing." Yep. Wow. All right. All right. Well, time for supercharged reviews. Okay, uh, let's get some people in here yep. th- who have reviewed some superchargers if you see any oregon uh, republicans while you're out there review them too citizens arrest <laughs> that's a thing i don't know if you can do it don't follow my legal <laughs> advice questionable at best hi zach and jesse uh david here from Owen Sound, ontario uh it's spring it's zero celsius welcome to canada here we have um uh, eight chargers, uh, there's a Walmart just across the road from here is Mark's Work Warehouse There's a Swiss chalet and of course this being Canada, there's a Tim Horton's.
1: Pretty good. Hey Zach and Jesse, this is Chris. We are at the Prattville, Alabama destination charger which is at the Home to Suites by Hilton. There are uh, two Tesla destination chargers as well as two standard EV chargers. Facility is great, restrooms inside, restaurants are uh,
0: a good walk away, so this is mainly just an overnight stop, but uh, great
1: charge, full 48 amps. Hey Zach and Jesse, we're at the Albuquerque, New Mexico Supercharger, six stalls. This is right off I-40 and I-25 in Albuquerque, we've got a Holiday Inn Express, and right here an Applebee's, and a lot of other things along the way here. I didn't
0: see any uh, Oregon Republicans in there, but uh, at least they captured the superchargers really well. Okay. All right, so new superchargers this week. Jess, we got a lot, so take a sip. The 10-stall urban supercharger in Glendale at Cooper Avenue, New York. The 10-stall 150-kilowatt supercharger at Evergreen Park, Illinois. The 8-stall 150-kilowatt supercharger in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. The 8-stall in Weyarn, Germany. The 12-stall supercharger in Moirana, Norway. The 14-stall 150-kilowatt charger at Chico, California. The 11-stall Urban Supercharger at Palm Springs, California. The uh, number 20 in South Korea is the 6-stall in Nonsan, South Korea. The 10-stall in Limoges. (laughs) (laughs) France. Keeping that one. Sorry, France. (laughs) Number 459 in Europe is the 16 stall at Elverum, Hernes, Norway. The 16 stall, 145 kilowatt in East Brunswick, State Route 18, New Jersey. 10 stall, 150 kilowatt in Polaris, Ohio. The 8 stall, 145 kilowatt in Henderson, North Carolina. The 8 stall, 150 kilowatt in Mount Airy, North Carolina. The 14 stall, Urban Supercharger in Hayward, California and number 668 in the U.S., number 1571 in the world is the 18th stall in Vallejo, California. And that's a 150 kilowatt station as well. Yeah, it is. That was a lot of superchargers. Woo! A lot of really high powered superchargers. Yeah. They're getting more powerful. All right, it's time for our Patreon giveaway. We're gonna be giving away a shirt from uh, ecoware.us and those are uh, really cool shirts because every time you buy a shirt at ecoware.us, you are also planting a tree In the rainforest, the one that's being cut down. Yeah, you gotta plant them. Yeah, I I, I had we had a viewer last week that was like, "It's not really helping because trees plant themselves." Yeah, well, let me tell you something, buddy. They may plant themselves in theory, but they don't plant themselves in certain places where they're being cut down. You need to buy the land, secure them, protect them. Right. You Come can. on. It's... Come on. If it were that easy. Well, we wouldn't have to worry about any of this. <laughs> That's right. All right. The winner this week is Simon Blackmore. Congratulations. You have won. Congratulations. A t-shirt. Any design you want. And we will send it to you. And we will plant a tree in the Amazon rainforest. And we will also carbon offset it. Yes. So it's it's like... Two things: carbon offset, so it's like carbon neutral. Then we plant a tree yeah, on top so, of it. Yeah. So you know, what, you get to go to the office and wear that shirt. You're going to be showing off to the planet and to your friends that you care about the planet, and mm-hmm. it's going to start conversations. I know it does with me all the time, and people are like, "Oh, that's really cool. What is that?" Right. And I'm like, "That's a robo taxi." Right. Yeah. You may notice that, like, I'm I wear a lot of these shirts all the time. Yeah. And um, as a result of that, I have a lot of t-shirts. And so I wear a lot of t-shirts to the office because we have a cool, slick, you know, startup. And so I get a lot of people asking me about my shirts. And what are they asking? They're like, oh, what's that? What's the thing with the rocket on it? And I'm like, oh, oh, this? This is, uh, you know, the SpaceX thing and it's going to Mars. And they're like, that was a terrible explanation, Jesse. But (laughs) it's like, the SpaceX thing. (laughs) It's tough because not a lot, it's pretty hard to bring up Tesla or SpaceX in a conversation. Because right. people will be like, oh, how's the weather today? And you're like, hey, rockets. And they're like, <laughs> I was talking about the weather. I was talking about the sports. Why are you bringing up rockets? Oh, I see. So you fool them into bringing it up right. themselves. Like, oh, what's that? That's thought-provoking looking. Right. And you say, yes. And let me tell you about it. And also, this shirt is carbon neutral. Actually, it's carbon negative because they planted right. a tree in the rainforest. That's right so and you can feel good about yourself all day you're walking around like hey why am i advertising for some other big corporate company that doesn't give a crap i'm i'm you're advertising actually helping, for a tiny corporation right, that does give a crap right you're actually helping to support this show right that you just watched you probably spent i don't know like an hour i don't know how long we spent recording it yeah it oh, felt like hours. two hours um and writing it. and we get to cut it down into an hour or something hopefully watchable by the way if you're like Zach and Jesse, I can't do this every week. This is way too much. I to cut ties with you. Yeah, It's just too much to watch. You can watch at a increased speed. What? Are you really sad about yeah. that? I can't so believe you. Know that. It won't be that fast. Um, you can Could watch be. anywhere from uh, one time speed. You can actually slow it down, too. If you want to savor it, you can savor the show. Um, but you can speed it up to like 1.25, yeah. um, which is pretty manageable and makes the whole show just like... A, lot shorter. a little bit shorter or you can watch it 1.5 which makes it even shorter I can watch most things at 1.75 yeah and the boys can watch us at like triple speed yeah and I can watch the show at about double speed which means that uh, you get it over with twice as fast <laughs> get it over <laughs> with get it over <laughs> with um, so if you're like Zach and Jesse I watched the end of this show it's the first time I've ever watched the end of the show first of all congratulations yeah. the end of the show is like a big achievement I don't know if you you know that this. about half people make it to the end that is actually pretty impressive. And pretty impressive. I think it's because those are the people who are watching on their TVs, and, and they fell so, asleep. Well, yep. no, they, they well, they either fell asleep or the TV is just has a terrible UI, and they don't know how to I'm change it. Really sorry. Like, oh, yeah. I hit start on the tough video. To, oh damn! I have to get off the couch. Right. And change. In Thank which you for case, watching. I'm sorry. Thank you for watching to the end of the video. We really appreciate you watching, and and we really appreciate our patrons for supporting this channel, because um, we can we couldn't do this without our patrons. It would look terrible. The show would look terrible. We would shoot it on a phone. We would do one story. We wouldn't edit it because we're terrible editors. We're yeah. super bad at editing videos. He's bad at cues, too. See, I've, been this, to get, I've been trying to get I've been trying to get out of the this show. Prob- but- this is probably going to be edited out of the video and you're not even going to see it. Maybe. But don't. Boys, <laughs> editors, please do not make it an extra 10 don't, minutes long. Don't yeah. Just make it a little bit longer. All right. Ready? YouTube algorithm loves that. Thanks so much for watching. Now you know.